0: Brian McClanahan Show, episode 401. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. To the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. You can also catch it on Rumble. I don't get many Rumbles, but you can catch it over there. I'm trying to branch out in some other social media avenues. So if you're on Rumble, you can get the Brian McClanehan Show there as well. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmclanehan.com. This B-R-I-O-N. McClanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook, the same title, read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to McClanahanacademy.com, where it's always free to enroll. You get a free class when you do enroll 10 Myths of American History and the Best Deals on New and Forthcoming Courses. And I've got a new course out right now, so you're going to want to get that. But you got to go to McClanahan Academy and enroll to find out about it because it's not public knowledge yet, right? So, Uh, except if you're listening to this podcast. Now, uh, you can also support the show by clicking on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can throw a few pennies my way, help keep these lights on, help keep the podcast going. Get your Brian McClanahan book plate there. If you want my autograph on one of my books, you can get my latest book, Southern Scribblings, at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's a great book, 60 Essays in Defense of the Southern Tradition. Why haven't you gotten it yet is my first question to you. And if you do get it, rate it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Leave a review Hopefully it's a good one. If it's not a good one, okay. But hopefully it's a good one. Also, you can support the show by clicking on that Shop tab at BrianMcClanahan.com. You can get your Brian McClanahan Show logo and all kinds of cool stuff. You can also go to LearnTrue, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That's my affiliate link for Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. I will be doing, if you're getting this on Wednesday the 10th, I will be doing a, if you're a Liberty Classroom member, I will be doing a live Q&A with Tom on February 10th. So you want to check that out too. That's one of the benefits of being a Liberty Classroom member. You get these live Q&As. But go through my affiliate link, uh, learn true history. And, of course, you've also got McClanahan Academy, which is a great educational website as well. So lots of good stuff out there, lots of ways to support the show. And always rate it wherever you get your podcasts, share it around on social media, do all you can to get people thinking locally and acting locally. All right, so... I'm going to focus on an article that's making the rounds from Time magazine. Uh, A lot of conservatives were publishing, reposting this piece on social media as the, aha, got you moment. Here it is. The left has now exposed themselves, right? I mean, they have shown what they were doing was fraudulent in the 2020 election. They have just outright admitted it. What was going on? was uh, a complete con job for the American public. And they're all in concert in doing this. Now, in one way, the right is correct in this. The left got together, along with the never-Trumpers, there was a fairly large coalition of people who decided that they didn't want Trump to be reelected, and so they were going to pull out all the stops to make sure it didn't happen, including large tech companies, because they were going to control information. That is the most dangerous thing that's come out of all of this, the control of information. Because on one side, you have information that the left deems okay, and that information can just go through all day. On the other side, if they think that it's any of a threat to them, they're going to try to suppress that information. So the real issue in 2020 is not anything else. It's the control and access to information. This is the same exact thing that was happening in 1798 with the Sedition Act. It's why the Federalists in 1798 passed a sedition law, because they wanted to control the information. They wanted to make sure that Republican newspapers would not publish anything, bringing John Adams into disrepute or the Federalist-controlled Congress. They wanted to manipulate the election in 1798. And it bit them in the butt in the end. I mean, they, they got destroyed in the 1800 election. Now, part of this is interesting because it shows you what the left essentially has to do to win elections now. They've got to suppress information, and they have to mobilize people in a way that Even Democrats, even leftists, feared would cause fraud. What do they have to do? They have to get people to mail in ballots. And what does that do? Well, it opens the door to fraud. I mean, whether these ballots are fraudulent or not, that's not for my, I I don't know. Like I've said on this podcast many, many times, there isn't really a smoking gun. And I know people will send me things, what about this? What about this? A lot of it is so circumstantial, you can't really, I mean, it's not enough votes to even do anything. This is what happened in 1960 when the uh, Nixon administration looked to challenge the 1960 election. They sent out teams of lawyers all over the place, particularly in places like Illinois and Texas, where they thought there was the most widespread voter fraud. And you know what happened? Well, they couldn't find enough evidence to put anybody in jail for it and to swing the election, even though that election was very, very close. We've seen close elections. Look, saw 1876. It was a close election, Right. 2000 was a close election. We've had close elections before. But the problem is, you know, 1880 was a very close election. The problem is that to prove fraud is almost impossible. Now, what this piece does though is exposes and I don't I don't know what their motivation for doing this is, what Time Magazine's motivation was for publishing this piece. In a way, you'd think they want to keep this secret still. But by putting it out there, what they have done now is expose their methods. And it's going to allow for Republican-controlled states, which outnumber Democrat-controlled states, by the way, to try to clamp down on this stuff. Now, it mentions what they're going to try to do. They're gonna to try to use the court system in voter suppression lawsuits to ensure that there's open access to I mean, you can you can vote for five months in advance, a year in advance, you can already vote. This is something the founding generation would have been just completely appalled by. You have an election day, not an election week, month, year, months, six months. We don't start voting for the president now for 2024, though I think the Democrats would probably like that. They could just say, Joe Biden's going to be renominated in 2024. Start voting now. Because you could vote now. Maybe you don't live to 20. Maybe you're somebody that's you know terminal. You could vote now for Joe Biden. Your vote counts right now in 2024. See how great that is? <laughs> I mean, this is what they would want, right? Because the more votes for them... The more people they can bribe off. And this is Joe Biden saying, vote for me, I'll give you $1,400. That's a bribe. That's all that is. Look, the Democrats are built around bribes. One thing I will say is what the Democrats really are is a bunch of college freshmen with mommy and daddy's credit card. They've got the general government, which is the credit card, and they're just going to hand it out all they can all day long. And they also believe in a world where if they are sitting on a hill somewhere and they can breathe deep and they see an electric car drive by and they think, wow, that car is making me breathe better. Under, but not understanding that that car is powered by a coal-fired power plant somewhere because they plug it into the wall. So that most, most pollution in the United States comes from power plants, not automobiles. So they don't even know. I mean, most of these people are so stupid they can't get out of their own way. Uh, there was an article the other day, I mean, just kind of a side an article, article today I saw about, you know, the, the people in Sweden are worried about um, the uh, scientific experiment, if they can cool the atmosphere. Well, I thought that's what people wanted. No, no, no. You can't do it that way. They're trying to put some aerosols in the atmosphere, which they think is going to, you know, cause all kinds of problems. But because so we got to have global warming, but we can't fight global warming the way that they want to fight global warming. We've got to fight global warming the way we want to fight global warming. See? It's all just a big game to these people. And it's all about power. And this article shows it's really all about power. The secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Saved it by Molly Ball. Saved the 2020 election. Well, that's a that's an opinion. Did it save the election or did it create a whole new mess? And how do we deal with this? How do we deal with the fallout of this? A weird thing happened right after the November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. This is why people were boarding up shops and businesses, because liberal groups, not right-wingers, <laughs> not, not Trump people, this is, the, this is the thing. They're admitting some of this stuff. The real threat of violence in America, political violence is not from the right, it's from the left, it always has been. This is why I did a whole podcast episode on this. You people you should really fear are the political left. Last time I checked, the great in, in western civilization, the two most egregious examples of political violence were not from the right. No, from the left. And that would be the French Revolution and the communist revolution in Russia it came from the left. You can, I mean, I also had an email. Why do people call the Nazis people on the right? Well, that's a good question because they're really not. They're leftists. The Nazis and the Stalinists are essentially the same people. They just have different views on what private enterprise should do, but otherwise, it's they're the same. The the Stalinists don't believe in any private enterprise. The Nazis do, but state controlled. So they're all the same. The the fascists and the communists are all the same. Their entire agenda is to suppress dissent. What do you think the left is trying to do here? This article exposes it. This is is, uh, American progressive, quote-unquote, fascism 101. And they're saying it's all about democracy. No, 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 it's about suppressing the other side. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. They were? How do you know that? See, left uh, liberal groups have vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests, but right-wing militias were girding for battle. <laughs> I mean, this shows you how stupid Molly Ball actually is. These the left liberal groups are just, they're just going to take to the streets, and so they're just going to have some peaceful protests. But no, no, right-wing militia groups are girding for battle. Yeah. Election Day, in a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended. As President Trump refused to concede, the response was not mass action, but crickets. When media organizations called the race for Joe Biden on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's ouster but this doesn't kill anybody, right? But a Super Bowl party, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna cause one billion deaths in America. Who cares we don't have that many people? It's still going to kill one billion people because it's going to kill all 320 million people and then all of their progeny for three generations because we had a Super Bowl party. It's going to happen. But these things, people taking to the streets, thronged cities, that's all good stuff. Good stuff right there. Good stuff. A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. You see, that's because corporate America is not really conservative and never has been conservative. Corporations are not conservative and they're not people They're corporations, and they just want to have access to power. And if they think the tide is turning against someone, they're going to to jump ship in a hurry. They're going to do whatever they think is going to get them the most money, whether it's from the government or the population. They could care less about who it is. They're not conservative. They don't have conservative values or even interested in what America really is. They're not interested in Joe American or Sally American, they're interested in green American dollars. Much of what comes from corporate welfare, which is the government. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called him to concede. The president, something fell amiss. It was all very, very strange, Trump said on December 2nd. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. In a way, Trump was right. Oh, you see, because, as the piece says, there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the AFL-CIO published on election day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain, inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive, sometimes destructive, most times destructive, racially racial justice protests in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Well, wait a second. Well, how is this an assault on democracy? If, if we're waiting for every vote to be counted, that's not what they wanted. No, 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 no. They want to call the winner right now. Who cares about the vote tally? And it gets this piece gets into. Well, they knew if all the votes were counted that Biden. This is why Biden never campaigned. This is why Biden never left his basement. That's why Biden had a campaign rally with like two people in it—a rally, because he knew that the conspiracy was in. It was being cooked behind the scenes. He didn't need to campaign because all of these things were going to work together in concert to get Trump out of office, whether he won or not. You see, Trump voters went out in large numbers on election day, like people are supposed to do, and they voted in massive numbers. Biden was getting votes for weeks through mail-in balloting, being harvested, openly harvested, which wasn't against the law, openly harvested in places like Georgia. It's not against the law. The down-balloting situation, I mentioned this, just because it's down-balloting doesn't mean that these people didn't actually cast it. They just don't care about anything else. It's like, hey, I'll give you a 20 to go and vote for Biden. I mean, this stuff happens. There's no proof of it. We don't know who did it or who wasn't doing it, but these kind of things happen. It's called walking around money. You Bribe voters. What's going on? But you can't prove it. And so when you say that this election was rigged, well, the Democrats out-hustled the Republicans all over the United States, and this piece shows that. They out hustled him. They out manipulated him. And because Trump was not good for some of these corporations, they thought he was too hot to handle. I mean, you got to have woke commercials on the Super Bowl, and Trump doesn't fit with that, right? That's not Trump. The handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election, an extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair, credible and uncorrupted. Really? (laughs) For more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. You know, that's an interesting statement considering Biden has issued more executive orders in the first few weeks of office than any president in American history in that time. In fact, uh, in the first several presidents combined, yet we're worried about an autocratically inclined president. This is exactly what we have. The left is so stupid, they can't get out of their own way to see that what they've done is create an autocratically inclined president. Not just autocratically inclined, an autocrat. This is exactly what they've done. And the Congress is urging the president to go further. Hey, you can cancel student loan debt up to 50. You can just do it. Just do it. Just sign all these ex- executive orders. Just do it all. They're open about now essentially uh, supporting an elected king. This is what the left really wants. It's what the progressives, it's what the innovators, what the uh, what those uh, people in the Philadelphia Convention, like Alexander Hamilton, really wanted. And Hamilton was open about it. He said, look, we're going to get this anyway. just skip the process. Just go right to it. Let's just get the elected president, elected king right now and skip all this 200 years of nonsense in the middle where people are wringing their hands about it and worrying about it. We'll just go right to it. That's exactly what's happened in America. It's just the left doesn't like it when their guy's not the autocrat. And the right doesn't like it when their guy's not the autocrat either. The real problem is that we have autocrats. The real problem is we don't have federalism anymore. Because if we had federalism, Joe Biden wouldn't matter. Donald Trump really wouldn't matter. Unless it's foreign policy. And then we could vote on a president whether they're going to send our, our, our uh, soldiers into needless international conflicts and get them killed over there. We could be debating that, which is what we should be talking about with the president anyways. But no, we're talking about $1,400 checks and other things that are going on. But, I mean, this is just lunacy. but this is what the left wants. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines with crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. Well, I think that conservative should be in quotations. The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. A failure of the central act of democratic self-governance that has been a hallmark of America since its founding. Well, these people don't really understand American government very well, do they? because we've had lots of chaos in American elections. In fact, that's the point. Uh, And I highly doubt that any of these people were trying to create a situation where Trump wouldn't lose. Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They got states to change voting systems and laws. Even on the fly, so that it would help the anti Trump people win the election. That was the point. I mean, there's nothing illegal about this. They did it all, it was all being done right out in the open. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies, well, they also used those to their advantage, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. That's the key in all of this. And there was a commission. Again, Jimmy Carter was on this commission saying mail-in voting is dangerous to election security. So that could be a problem. But no, no. Not here. It's a good thing. It's a shadow campaign to keep Trump out of office and to secure democracy. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven statistics to fight viral smears. No, no, that's not what they did. They used social media platforms and companies to de-platform people that were not pro- Biden or pro-left to suppress information. That's what they were doing. You see, as I said from the beginning, this is all about information. It's all about Information suppression, just as it was in 1798, just as it was in the 1860s when you had the Republicans in the 1860s suppressing votes so that Lincoln could win, just as it was during Reconstruction when you had voter suppression so that the left essentially could win. You see, the left only wins in large numbers by cheating. It only wins by cheating or by promising handouts because otherwise there's nothing to it. It's dangerous, and everyone knows it. But hey, if you give me this, I'll I'll vote for you. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks. Preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. You see, this is exactly, I I mentioned this, what Biden was doing right after the election, he created the office of president-elect. He went out and saying, I'm president. And all the media companies got in line with it. All the media entities, they all got in line with it. When the vote hadn't even been counted yet. This is Trump's main concern right after the election was over. And it took days or weeks to come up with enough votes to ensure that Biden was going to win the election. So that's the real situation that was going on here. We don't have an election day. It takes days or weeks to come up with this. It shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. One thing that I wish would happen is that we don't actually have all this wall-to-wall television coverage anymore of, the guy in the khaki pants standing up there saying we got to do this and circling stuff and look at this little county look we got we got Sally and Jim voting in Eden Wyoming and uh, right now Sally's looking like she's going to vote Biden and Jim's looking like he's going to vote Trump But maybe Sally might persuade Jim to vote Trump and that might swing this we got to watch this county carefully in my khaki pants uh, for 24 48 72 hours closely because it could take it could take a week for Sally or Jim to figure this out We should get rid of all that stuff. The states aren't called until every vote has been counted and nobody knows who won. And the other thing we need to stop doing is insisting that the popular vote swings the presidency, right? Who cares? The president is not elected till the electoral college meets. That's when the president's elected. and that's how it should be. This is how the system is designed. It's not designed to be called on election night by a bunch of talking heads in the media. I don't care what media platform you're on. They don't call elections. They don't certify election results. All of that should be done away with. If I could have anything that's autocratic, it would be that. You can't have election night coverage. It's over. But see, this works to the advantage of the left. Now, in this case, it looked like Trump was winning. It looked like Trump was winning. And the Democrats were sad about this. They were You're starting to see it. I mean, it was, too, it was 2016 all over again. Some of them are going to melt down. But you have all these shadow groups saying, no, 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 just count all the votes because we got votes coming. <laughs> we got votes coming. Don't worry. They're coming. These votes are coming. We've got them. We've got them. Biden's going to win. After Election Day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. The untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its very foundation, says Norm Eisen, a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official who recruited Republicans and Democrats to the board of the Voter Protection Program. Yeah, I'm sure uh, these people were very interested in, these Republicans very interested in being pro-Trump. For Trump and his allies were running out running their own campaign to spoil the election. The president spent months insisting that mail ballots were a democratic plot and that the election would be rigged. His henchmen at the state level sought to to block their use while his lawyers brought dozens of spurious suits to make it more difficult to vote, an intensification of the GOP's legacy of suppressive tactics. <laughs> Listen to, listen to the language here. Again, I want you all to be aware of language and how it's used. I've been saying this in several pieces that I've read, but listen to how you know the uh, Obama administration official recruited Republicans. This is the voter protection program. These are la- liberal groups who are just going out and campaigning streets, but these are right-wing militias bent on battle. And then here. For Trump and his allies were running their own campaign to spoil the election. No, I mean, to spoil it, maybe because they thought they won. Is that spoiling it? It's spoiling it for lefties like Molly Doofus, whatever her last name is. The president spent months insisting that mail ballots were a Democratic plot. His henchmen, henchmen, not... If this was written about Democrats, local Democrats would pass legislation to ensure... That t- Look how it was written up here. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They vented off voter suppression lawsuits. But right one paragraph later, his henchmen at the state level sought to block their use while his lawyers brought dozens of spurious suits to make it more difficult to vote. But just a bit, they fended off voter suppression lawsuits. So, the Democrats are just fending off voter suppression lawsuits. But the Republicans are issuing spurious lawsuits. An intensification of the GOP legacy of suppressive tactics. Before the election, Trump's plotted. He plotted. He's in the Oval Office wringing his hands, plotting. He has a little board in front of him, moving pieces around. This is what I have to do plotted. But Norm Eisen is not plotting to do anything. No no. because up above it's just a campaign to protect the election. No, but Trump is plotting plotting to block a legitimate vote count and he spent his the months following November 3rd trying to steal the election he'd lost with lawsuits and conspiracy theories. Wait a second. You just said at the beginning that, uh, there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. So wait, you're saying Trump is saying conspiracy theories. When you just admitted there was a conspiracy. How, st- how stupid is Molly Ball? I mean, how stupid is she really? She just, she, so wait, Trump is having a conspiracy theory, but you just called it a conspiracy. So was Trump right? Pressure on state and local officials and finally summoning his army, not just... Summoning his not not just, you know, having a rally, but summoning his army of supporters to the January 6th rally that ended in deadly violence at the Capitol. <laughs> Look how this paragraph is written. Molly Ball, I'm sure, was one of the people that would be out in the streets any jubilation that Biden won. But that wasn't an army of Biden supporters. No, no, that was just good leftists peacefully protesting, peacefully showing their support of Joe Biden. But Trump, no, this is his arm. He summons them like uh, the Supreme Leader. I summon you to D.C. How stupid. The democracy campaigners watch with alarm every week we felt like we were in a struggle to try to pull off this election without the country going through a real dangerous moment to pull off this election. <laughs> to pull it off. Says former GOP representative Zach Womp, a Trump supporter who helped coordinate a bipartisan election pro- protection council. We can look back and say this thing went pretty well, but it was not at all clear in September and October that was going to be the case. See, there's a picture here. Now, listen, these are... Trump's army of supporters. But then there's a picture of some Biden. These are Biden fans. This is Biden fans. Let's see if there's another picture and how they ca- how they put the caption, if there's any Trump people on here. No, 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 nothing. This is like a 50-minute article. Trump supporters seek to disrupt the vote count at Detroit's TCF Center. Disrupt them. So they had to put paper and cardboard and stuff on the window so they couldn't see what was going on. But these are just Biden fans. The, the tens of Biden fans show up. But this is okay. This is the inside story of the conspiracy. But you just said Trump was engaging conspiracy theories. Now you're proving he was right. because There was a conspiracy to save the 2020 election. Based on access to the group's inner workings, never-before-seen documents and interviews with dozens of those involved from across the political spectrum. It's so funny that she says Trump was plotting because he was worried about conspiracies. But here's the story of the conspiracy. <laughs> you can't make this up. You really can't make this up. The rest of the piece gets into the inner workings of all this stuff. And because it's over 30 minutes already, I don't want to get into that. But I think the important part is the beginning. Because, see, against yellow journalism. It's the language being used by Molly Doofus, Molly Ball, to show that this really was, I mean, this is a left-wing operation dominated by the left. Oh, the corporations, but they're not really on the right. Dominated by the left to manipulate the election in their favor. And they did it all above the board. I mean, it was behind the scenes. So when Trump says there's a conspiracy against me behind the scenes, I know that's conspiracy theory. But here's the conspiracy. So who's right? I mean, obviously Trump was right in saying these things. Now again, is there any evidence that what they did was illegal? No. Uh, They were doing things that were they were changing laws, making it it's not illegal. Now you could make the you could have the case that Pennsylvania was doing it, and changing the laws on the fly. I mean, that was something that was you know highly questionable, but Texas had no standing to sue in that case. That's my whole podcast on that, which I know a lot of people didn't like when I said it. But they didn't. So uh, Pennsylvania, I mean, this is all shady stuff. There's no doubt about it. And I've said it. There's a bunch of shady things going on here. They're like, wait a second here. This doesn't make any sense. Well, it's because this is all being orchestrated. You had this guy on there with Zoom calls and trying to get this and, and pressuring social media companies. Who's pressuring them? Well, the DNC. People, not Biden, because that would be, you can't do that, but you've got people that would be supporting Biden doing this. How much do you want to bet the Obamas were behind some of this stuff? Pressuring people, using their influence. You see, the the left has a much larger impact when it comes to social media and these kind of things because of tech companies. These, these things shade left, so they're going to have that. This is why it's so funny when Elon Musk Who's really not much of a right winger. He's kind of a libertarian, but um, when he when he just gives it right back to the left. It's hilarious when he does it, because they don't know what to do about that. That's that you don't do that. You're not a you're not a tech guy and and, and for the right or you know against the left in any ways. You're not that. Elon Musk is just showing an independent streak. Now, of course, Elon Musk has gotten a lot of money out of the Democrats, but he's a cor- I mean, he's a corporate guy. This is what they do. I remember you know, when Obama was in office, they were handing out billions of dollars to Elon Musk. It's corporate welfare to save Tesla. So I mean, he's made a lot of money on the government. This is why corporations get in line with whoever is going to give them money, generally. But Musk has got so much money now, he doesn't care. And this is why the left is going after him now. They're trying to make it to the F- FAA. He can't launch his rockets. Can't do this. Grounding all this stuff. Can't do that. It's because Musk hasn't been towing the line as much. Right? I mean, this is what's happening here. So, you know, this is interesting. Is any of this illegal? No. I mean, I, I, and I've said this from the beginning, you're not going to be able to prove anything. There's no smoking gun. There's, no, there's not enough evidence. You can't prove anything. But here is Time Magazine outlining exactly what happened. And I'll just sum it up. The Republicans got out-hustled. The Democrats figured out, this is where they gamed the system. Well, if we can have voter, we can mail-in va- voting, we're going to make sure we get millions of people to vote for Joe Biden that way. We're going to go around door to door in places that people may not go vote, and we're going to say, "Hey, uh, you know, you're, you can vote for Joe Biden. Look at look at what Donald he says—all these racist things. He's this guy. You know, we're, we're going to give you things if you vote for us. Just put Joe Biden there. Sign it out the door." and we'll we'll move these votes around or whatever we got to do if, if that happens i mean we'll we'll take care of it, right so uh, this is this is the the real story there was There was a conspiracy against Donald Trump from all kinds of different avenues, but it wasn't anything illegal. It was just gaming the system to their advantage and so if one thing could happen, I think Republicans should look at this and say we need to stop mail in voting unless it is for an absentee ballot because you're not in the area where you can go to your polling place and vote. It needs to stop, because what we're doing is creating, is opening the door. As Democrats, like Jimmy Carter and others have said, we're opening the door to voter fraud. So we don't want to do that. We want to ensure there's one person, one vote on election day. We don't want election week, election month, election year. We want election day. If we had just had an election day in November 2020, Trump wins in a landslide. No question about it. He wins in a landslide. I think this is always his point. He won the voter turnout. He won people going to the polls and voting. He won that. The Democrats had the ace in the hole, though, which was all the mail-in balloting. And, you know, I think that's really what it came down to. So this is why they were confident they were going to win. And this is why, you know, they weren't melting down necessarily. Some were starting to melt down when Trump looked like he was going to win for a time. And I thought, I mean, I looked at it and said, wow, I mean, this is going to be interesting. He might pull this off again. And of course, the mail-in balloting hadn't been counted yet. And it was counted after the fact. And we know all the things that happened and all these very suspicious things going on. And, you know, again, all this stuff can never be proven. So what happened happened. Uh, but we know the Democrats ran around for years saying Trump was an illegitimate president. So, but now you can't say that about Joe Biden at all. He's legitimate, right? Because all these, all these commissions and groups and all these people have said he's legitimate. We stamp, clamp this down. We're not going to let Trump say anything that was illegitimate. Nothing like that. We're not going to let his supporters say that. You can't say it on anywhere. You can't do anything like that. I mean, this is this is information suppression. This is exactly what's happening. It's not. It's it's information. And I think people on both sides should be worried about this, not just on the right, not just Trump supporters. But those on the left, too, because what happens if the situation is reversed? Right? I mean, this is, of course, the left is trying to shut down any kind of alternative media platforms that could be there to push... A different narrative than what they the agreed upon narrative. And this is what this is saying. This is the this is the acceptable opinion that you can have. You're in that. This is what Tom Wood's a three by five index card of acceptable opinion. This is where you are on this particular issue. If you deviate from that, or if you go outside, which you well, you're gonna get shut down. It's control of information. It is the most important thing moving forward in America for the left and the right. And if people on the left were really real liberals, they would be fighting against. Suppression of information, suppression of voices, suppression of speech. They'll be fighting against this to their death, practically, because this is what real liberalism means. The, accept, the the open exchange of ideas. They don't want that. They want their side, and that's it. All right. This piece by Time Magazine shows it, and it's a it's an interesting piece. It would take me about an hour to read it on the show, so I'm not going to do that. But anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. I'll see you next time for the next one. See you then.